You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. American history's most enduring ghost story has nothing to do with ghosts, nor does it involve ghouls, goblins, witches, vampires, zombies, demons, or any other classic monster of the horror tradition. Instead, this story simply has to do with a quiet little town called Sleepy Hollow, and the stories that its residents tell about a shadowy figure known as the Headless Horseman. Written by Washington Irving and published between 1819 and 1820, the legend of Sleepy Hollow tells the tale of Ichabod Crane, a gangly Yankee schoolteacher who finds himself in the titular town, a small hamlet just north of New York City. There, Crane is enchanted by two things, the beauty of wealthy heiress Katrina Van Tassel and the scary stories told by Sleepy Hollow locals. As Irving describes it, Sleepy Hollow is a peculiar place with an uncanny character all its own. He writes, A drowsy, dreamy influence seems to hang over the land and to pervade the very atmosphere. Certain it is, the place still continues under the sway of some witching power that holds a spell over the mind of the good people, causing them to walk in a continual reverie. Once in Sleepy Hollow, Ichabod Crane is fascinated by the spooky stories regularly told by town residents, even though they make his walks home each night deeply frightening. And of all the town's scary stories, the most terrifying involves a headless horseman who is menacingly described as, quote, commander-in-chief of all the powers of the air. The specter of the headless horseman haunts Ichabod Crane's imagination until one fateful autumn night when he has an actual encounter with the terrifying apparition itself, a harrowing ordeal that leaves his exact fate uncertain, as he's neither seen nor heard from in Sleepy Hollow ever again. But where exactly did Washington Irving's idea for Headless Horseman come from? Such a monster didn't simply pop into Irving's imagination as he was writing his story. Rather, its origins involve a fascinating mix of literature, history, and lore. Irving drew from poems, folk tales, his own fascination with the area near the real-life town of Sleepy Hollow, as well as real accounts from the Revolutionary War. Indeed, the Headless Horseman seems to be a nod to a bloody moment during the American Revolution. In 1776, a German soldier, or Hessian, was allegedly decapitated by a cannonball in the area near White Plains and reportedly buried by a Dutch-American family in Sleepy Hollow. To this day, more than 200 years after it was first published, the legend of Sleepy Hollow remains as potent as ever. It's been retold in movies, plays, books, and more, and the actual town itself remains a popular destination for those still captivated by the story of Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. This is the story behind the legend of Sleepy Hollow, from its eerie origins to its lasting place in the American imagination. 
You're listening to History Uncovered, brought to you by the digital publisher All That's Interesting, where we explore the uncharted corners of the natural world and the world past. I'm All That's Interesting staff writer Kalina Fraga. I'm All That's Interesting staff writer Austin Harvey. And I'm All That's Interesting editor Kara Johnson. Today, we're discussing the haunting legend of Sleepy Hollow, America's first ghost story, and the real-life history of the Headless Horseman. just to dive in did you guys know the legend before doing research for this show yes i have a vivid memory of being five years old and watching the um was it johnny depp that was in the movie oh yeah and the sleepy Uh, yeah yes and being terrified to sleep that night because i thought the headless horseman was going to come kill me was there a cartoon version because i i think so that brings about definitely seen an animated version of some kind well, yeah, there's a I, it's, it's one of those things that kind of like pops up in like random TV series and stuff too. Yeah, I think it's a pretty uh, entrenched in like culture in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You no, know, there was an old Disney one, like an old Disney animation from 49. I definitely remember seeing this version of the Headless Horseman though. It looks familiar. Let's go back to the very beginning of the legend, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, it all comes from this this book or this short story written by Washington Irving. It's an American author. And the legend of Sleepy Hollow is set in 1790 in the town of Sleepy Hollow, which is described as very like dreamy, ghostly sort of town. He describes it as a place with drowsy, dreamy influence where people have trances and visions. And one thing I thought was kind of cool about the story is that he describes it as being discovered in the papers of this guy, Diedrich Knickerbocker. And I don't know if you guys came across this fact while you were um, researching for the show, but I learned that Diedrich is a, a literary device that Washington Irving has used more than once. And knickerbocker was this term that was meant to describe pants that like Dutch people wore in New York back in the day. Um, but Washington Irving was the first person to describe New Yorkers of Dutch descent as knickerbockers. Oh. And that is where the New York Knicks get their name. Fascinating. Wow. I know. That was a really good fact. I hope it comes up at trivia someday. I know. <laughs> that is a really good trivia fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like Oktoberfest um, bar trivia yeah or anything what what is the Knicks what does that stand for what does that mean yeah I would tell that Knickerbockers who knew Knickerbockers yeah but I like the idea that the story is set up as like it was found in these papers you know yeah, in, like a uh, Cloverfield like found footage but is that what Cloverfield is too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but late uh, 18th century found footage found documents found documents yeah the um, Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Right. My favorite yeah. movie. I think there's, I love found footage movies. Um, well, it all started here, it seems, this idea. But yeah, so the story is about this guy who is the wonderful name of Ichabod Crane. And he arrives in Sleepy Hollow as an outsider who's like fascinated with sort of like spooky stuff, witchcraft and everything. And he's like really. It, it, Washington Irving describes him as having, he says, his appetite for the marvelous and his powers of digesting it were equally extraordinary, and both had been increased by his residence in this spellbound region. No tale was too gross or monstrous for, for his capacious swallow. So he like can't get enough of like all the scary stories that everyone's telling in this town. And they're really? telling a lot of scary stories. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think listeners of the podcast probably feel the same, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. So he just, he's, he's like digesting all this stuff and it, 
He loves it, but it's making his walks home every night pretty frightening. And one of the main stories that the people are telling in Sleepy Hollow is about this headless horseman, also called the Galloping Hessian of the Hollow, who's supposed to leave his horse in a graveyard overnight. Very scary. So the story is also about a love triangle between Ichabod Crane, this wealthy heiress named Katrina Van Tassel, and a local named Abraham Van Brunt. It's also called Brom Bones, which is another fantastic name. And they're kind of described as like polar opposites where Brom Bones is this, you know, bulky hero. Ichabod Crane is a school teacher. And yeah, Brom Bones sounds like strong bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ichabod sense, Crane yeah. sounds a bit more. Yeah. So they're getting, they're both vying for her attention. And then at this final party, something vague happens between Ichabod and Katrina, um, which is not really like specified in the story, but it sort of sounds like he proposes to her and she turns him down. So Ichabod Crane leaves very dejected and he gets on his horse. His horse's name is Gunpowder. Bram Bones' horse's name, Daredevil. Both good horse names. Yeah. Yeah. Horse names used to be simpler, huh? Simpler? Oh, yeah. Like now you go to like now. a horse race and the horse's name is like Diamonds Are Forever and you're like, geez. <laughs> yeah. They like, have like triangle names. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of into that. I like that. So anyway, he's, he's riding home. He's feeling like really, really sad. And he starts to think about all these stories that he heard about these ghost stories in, in the town. And then as he's getting like more and more freaked out, Irving writes, he beheld something huge, misshapen and towering. It stirred not, but seemed to gather up in the gloom, like some gigantic monster ready to spring upon the traveler. And then as it gets closer, he sees that it's headless. Ah. And so he's riding away and like trying to um, escape when the headless horseman, it appears, throws its head at him. And then the scene ends. I guess we should probably have said like a couple of minutes ago, major spoiler alert for Sleepy oh, yeah. Hollow. If you haven't, <laughs> haven't read or seen the movie house, in the last 150 years. Yeah. yeah, that's true. In any case, so that's how the scene ends. And then the next day, Ichabod Crane is nowhere to be found. And the only thing the townspeople find are his horse, his hat, and a shattered pumpkin. So it's implied here that Brom Bones like played a trick on him and scared him out of town and pretended to be the headless horseman and threw a pumpkin at him and not his head. So the the end of the story is a bit ambiguous and Irving describes the stranger coming to town and saying that Crane is alive, but the old country wives say that, no, he was like spirited away by supernatural means. So I don't know. What do you guys think happened to him? Any ideas? Classic, classic prank. <laughs> it worked. It was a prank. You could recreate this modern day and make it a TikTok thing. Throwing pumpkins at people. But like acting like you're headless. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you could. You could get somebody with that. You could get somebody with that for sure. Oh, yeah. I'll go against the grain and say, I think it was real. I think the headless horseman, you know, rose from the grave and either ran him out of town or actually, you know, murdered him and yeah hit the body for future residents to discover i think that's how the movie goes oh really i think it's definitely way gory and more violent than the book there's some sort of tree that has blood and guts coming out of it if i recall correctly and it's very much um murderous so i'm gonna go with that theory for the book as well even though it was a little more pg rated for the time wow 
as I was doing research, this one writer said that like everyone's gotten it wrong and like Ichabod Crane really escaped this town and all its sort of spooky influences, the pathogens, they said. So it's another theory too. Is there like a theory what like in that case that the, the town is cursed? Or just like taken by, yeah, this sort of mind sickness about hauntings, I suppose. Interesting. I mean, that's kind of yeah. an interesting metaphor, the idea that haunting or like the belief in the paranormal can be a disease of some kind. Mm-hmm. Something that he caught because uh, what is it? Rather than knowledge is power, it's like the pursuit of forbidden knowledge leading to your downfall. Yeah. Or just being caught up in these. Yeah. Going down these like rabbit holes of things. Yeah. The QAnon of 1790. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> or to like the witch trials where everyone just gets so paranoid that witches exist that suddenly, you know, everyone's right. a witch and right, yeah. people are dying and oh no, and that just kind of cascades into this never-ending cycle of death. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea that it is a prank that Brom Bones pulls, but Ichabod Crane also dies. <laughs> he gets hit by a pumpkin and just Yeah, like it's, a, it's like a prank gone wrong. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's like a that lot could be. there as well. Yeah, and then Brom Bones would, yeah, still win the day, I guess. But then you could do hmm. a sequel where Ichabod Crane haunts him. Ichabod hey. Crane the Headless Horseman. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, a constant cycle. Hmm, I like that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's interesting to, to see where Washington Irving like came up with this story. Um, because he kind of pulled from all sorts of different places. I mean, we talked about this pathogen thing, and he originally was in the Terrytown region, which is just north of New York, because he had to flee a yellow fever epidemic in the, in New York in the 1790s. Also, I, I didn't know this, but the town was called North Terrytown, and it renamed itself in the 1990s as Sleepy Hollow. So now there is a real Sleepy Hollow. That's very cool. Can visit. I think that's so wild that the town would do that, but I guess it makes sense. It's like a good... Yeah, tourist draw and stuff. Sure. Entire city just rebrands to. Yeah, why not yeah. make itself its own little Halloween town? They yeah, better than Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it does sound kind of cold. I mean, I I would go. Why not? I know it's a little day trip. I think it'd be very cool yeah. to say you're from Sleepy Hollow. Also, you probably get a lot of questions. The Sleepy Hollow. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Yeah. Headless horse afraid to go outside at night. <laughs> talk about all the hauntings um anyway so so irving was there in the 1790s and he was like just uh like deeply impacted by the nature and the surroundings and the mountains and he talks about how it had a witching effect on his imagination there was even someone named ichabod b crane alive at the same time as irving which maybe is where he got the name but it's unclear if they knew each other or not although he did draw a lot of like real names like dutch american names in the story, Katrina Van Tassel, things like that. And then in terms of the idea of the headless horseman, there's a couple of theories about like where that could have come from. 
there's an 18th century poem by Sir Walter Scott called The Chase, which is a translation of another poem called The Wild Huntsman by Gottfried Berger, who is German. And Irving and Scott knew each other, so he could have been inspired by that poem. And then there's like this real life story of a Hessian who is a German soldier who was decapitated by a cannonball. Oh, wow. Yeah, that apparently really happened in the Revolutionary War in 1776. There was a, in the Battle of White Plains, apparently this guy was riding and a cannonball just knocked his head off and he was buried in the Old Dutch Church, which is in present day Sleepy Hollow. So then it's like possible that Irving heard this story and it kind of stuck in his, the maw of his mind and he decided to put it in his fiction. Huh. Yeah. But like the idea of like a headless horseman has a much older history too. It's, Appeared in like European lore. Uh, Ireland has a headless demonic fairy who rides a horse. And yeah, it carries a whip made of a human spine, which is pretty. Oh, that's That's gory. Irish folklore is messed up. Yeah. Uh, The Scots also have a headless horseman named Ewan, who was a warrior slain in battle, which means he'd never be a chieftain. And both these things are a bit like the headless horseman, meaning something with death, a tortured past, something lost. And then the Germans also have this myth. So since Irving traveled through Germany, he could have like heard all about it. And then again, like kind of absorbed it and put it in his story. is a very cool genre of horror yeah i don't know it's not as popular as it uh should be but like the movie what the witch that came out a few years ago Mm -hmm. um the ritual on netflix if you've ever seen that deals a lot with like norse mythology which is very cool oh okay but uh i would i mean i would classify the legend of sleepy hollow as like folk horror very much pulls from those like ancient folkloric roots yeah, which makes sense because again, a, a, a headless man with a human spine whip is scary. Like, that's... yeah, I know. Who even came up with that? It's, uh, it's definitely an image that sticks with you. Yeah, but it's interesting. You say you talk about like like folklore and stuff because I I think one people say this is the first like American ghost story, and the question is like why and like why is it remain so popular and so I mean we talked about this Johnny Depp movie which came out I don't know. Um, let me see the johnny depp movie came out in 1999 so i was gonna say recently but i guess it wasn't well anyway in the last like 30 years it came out so this story clearly has staying power and there's this idea that one reason why is that it's the first story to have like an american folklore type thing pulling in these things with dutch americans in this town in a real place and then tying in these other folkloric themes, which I think is a pretty good, pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because Victorian ghost stories were very popular, but obviously in England, not in America. So weren't Victorian I, ghost stories mainly just kind of, you know, the boo, spooky, haunting, floating. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stereotypical yeah. ghosts. Nothing too crazy there. Yeah, I don't even think in a lot of uh, Victorian tales, ghosts weren't even transparent. They still had like a, they were literally just dead people. They, <laughs> they basically could have just been zombies. Huh. I mean, they have those like Victorian photographs where they would, it was like ghost photography. So they would get people, yeah. it was like a trick of 
you know, photographer's trick and have someone's like ghost standing behind them. Yeah. I think that was how they started the notion of the person in white that is mm. transparent, translucent, whatever. But prior to that, yeah, ghost stories were pretty much just like, hey, I thought you were dead. What are you doing back here? <laughs> yeah, right. So, But it is interesting to see how like quintessentially different The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is from ghost stories that came before it. And like you said, how rooted in Dutch American kind of the lifestyle of it. Mm -hmm. I think it resonates with a lot of people. It, it's also, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say it came out. It, the story originally came out in 1790 or was it just set in 1790? It was set in 1790. It came out in 1819, 1820. 18, okay. So we're not, that's yeah. not too far removed. So, yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's interesting too. It's ties to like the Revolutionary War and Hessians and the Battle of White Plains or in the story, the battle's not named, but this idea that this ghost is maybe related directly to like, you know, America's like founding. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of spooky ghosts too. We've kind of lost that recently. I think ever since like the exorcist, a hot thing has been going back to like Christian roots for ghost stories, demons, things like that. But I like the idea of just like this situational ghost, kind of like what yeah. we were talking about with like the mermaid in stuff. Oh yeah. Like, right. Why would this person be tied to this thing and like the history of why they're there? And I think that's really interesting. And that's kind of also part of the sleepy hollow story and likely the staying power of it mm -hmm. that's true we haven't had a really good that i can think of although i don't have a finger on the pulse of like horror movies like a really good ghost horror movie in recent years yeah i can't really think of any yeah i, I think we talked about this on the podcast once before but i think it's it's the others with nicole yes. kidman i thought it was so good oh, my favorite yeah my favorite twist, i was like sure. crazy yeah, I think one. the first time I watched the others, I went back, we watched the whole thing and then we got to the end and we're like, oh my God, what just happened? And we immediately went back to the beginning and watched it again. That you same have night. to. Like what? Yeah. I like things like that. That's like the subtle touch of like mm -hmm. uh, ghost stories like that. It's also fascinating, I think, how much ghost stories have changed from the time that Sleepy Hollow was written just because it was such a basic, again, kind of subtle, like oh, was this a ghost? Was it not? It was just, you know, mm -hmm. they found a smashed pumpkin and everyone's imagination kind of spiraled from there. Whereas now scary stories are so, you know, gore and violence and everything's, you know, monsters. But right. back then it was, you know, as the first ghost story of America or whatever they call it, it was so subtle and such a good jumping off point for all the future ghost and scary and monster stories of the modern world right it's not super like in your face i mean because I, I read through this story which is available like online now and you know the the final scene with the headless horseman is at the very end and it's maybe three paragraphs long there's like chase but the whole the rest of the story is like this building up of ichabod crane and this girl and the disappointment and these other stories that are being told and slow burn more than just mm -hmm. like yeah. in your face scary stuff Right. You hear about the story now and you think the whole story book is about this this monster, this ghost and his fight yeah. against it. But really, it's all about people and relationships. And then it's the very end that it gets you. Yeah. Almost feels like I did remember there are a few good ghost things in recent years, but The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor, mm. the Mike Flanagan Netflix adaptations, they're very much that same. Like it's more about the human stories and like the ghosts are there. Yeah, to scare you, but also to like supplement the story. If you've not if you've not watched either of those, I highly recommend them. 
I haven't. Are they really, really scary or not? I mean, (laughs) they're suspenseful. They're not, there's a couple like jump scares and stuff, but it's not like too bad. Okay. But Hmm. really wraps you in with like the drama of it. Yeah. Midnight Mass, also very good, but that one's about a vampire. Hmm. Okay. I think those are really good points about like the human story here because, yeah, you can tie it directly back to Brom Bones being like, I'm going to get this guy, maybe. Um, yeah. And then doing it. Yeah. And when I think Ichabod Crane's a really relatable character, even still. Mm-hmm. Like, how, like, I've listened to scary podcasts or watched a horror movie, and then you return to your apartment alone and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> right. That's true. I mean, yeah. And that's like his whole thing throughout the story is like listening to these and then walking home and being like, ooh, I'm a little freaked out right now. Yeah. Right. He's, he's so interested in them. And then, yeah, it just, gets deep into his head yeah we watched we watched something scary the other day and then i woke up in the middle of the night from a nightmare and my girlfriend has this uh top that has like a sun and a moon all over it with faces mm-hmm. and our closet door was open and i could see the face and it like scared the shit <laughs> out of me because i was like no that's like actually a face why is there a face in my closet right now <laughs> you and ichabod cranes like one and the same Yeah. <laughs> We have the um, baby monitor next to our bed at night because we moved Bennett to his own room now, which is very sad. But uh, that's kind of nice, right? It, yeah, yeah, very yeah. nice. But it does the you know black and white night vision, whatever. And so when he opens his eyes at night, it's just like Ooh. this black oh. hole, and it looks like a demon. And I'll um, like if he starts crying or whatever, it'll wake me up, and I'll open my eyes, and his like little demon face is just staring at me in the monitor, and it's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my friend has that, but it's a cat camera, so it's like her cat's demon face, and it's like bright <laughs> eyes in the dark because she's uh, out of town right now. Oh, that's even um, worse. Do you ever yeah. see those videos where it's like someone looking on a baby monitor and then they see something like their kid talking to like something oh, in the corner? Yes. They can't literally see. my worst nightmare. Yeah, it's that's it's a scary thought. Yeah, the, um, closet is in the background, like behind his crib. The way the baby monitor's camera is facing is the closet, and if I don't shut it at night. I'll look at it and like the closet's open. I like swear I'm going to see something moving in there from the camera. Oh, terrifying. Yeah. I feel like there was a movie. I don't know if it was a baby monitor, but it was a couple and they were in a house. Uh, and a camera yeah. activity. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was, I, I remember enjoying that. That came out like mm-hmm. a long time ago. Really good. Yeah. Is there more than one? There's so many. There's so many. <laughs> I think I saw the first one in theaters and I, like the whole time I was like, oh, this isn't that scary. This isn't that scary. This isn't that bad. And then the final scene happens and the movie cuts. And I was like, I'm not going to sleep with the lights off tonight. Oh, boy. It was yeah. Terrifying. So nice. I felt the first time I saw The Conjuring 2. Mm-hmm. Conjuring 1 as well, not The Conjuring 2. That movie was not good. <laughs> is The Conjuring oh, 2 yeah. the Enfield haunting that we're doing? Or is that a different? It is. It oh, is. Okay. Yeah. So we can... Uh, I can go on my anti Ed and Warren rant. <laughs> yes, save it for that from. episode. Yeah. Uh, which is coming up. I don't know if that's our next one or not. Oh, yeah. Sleepy Hollow and then... Oh, then Enfield. Okay. Yeah, definitely save that. And then we can get into like rant territory. <laughs> yeah, I have opinions about them. We mentioned earlier the kind of similar-ish connection between Sleepy Hollow and Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. But also Blair Witch Project, I feel, is one of those that... It's kind of a slow burn throughout. Like you don't know if it's actually real. It could just be coincidences or it could just be 
in their mind, you know, they could just have themselves so worked up about what they think is this witch that they're making these things happen to them that aren't actually happening. Mm-hmm. But, and then, yeah, you get to the final scene or like, you know, the last paragraph of the story, the very final scene of Blair Witch. And you're like, oh my God, it's real. Or is it? Yeah, right. that's a good point. Like the scariest things often the things that happen in our own heads. Um, I think, yeah, the Blair Witch and this have the same sort of like, it could have been. Right. You never saw the monster. But yeah, that is definitely the best kind of horror. Yeah, anyway, I guess uh, if you want to start wrapping this up, the last thing I'll I'll mention about Sleepy Hollow is that the town's like really, really, really leaned into this. Unsurprisingly, because they renamed themselves Sleepy Hollow. Their high school mascot is a headless horseman. And on their police cars and fire trucks, ambulances, there's headless horsemen. And it's just like, wow, that's their identity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame them. I'd latch on to it, too. It probably brings in the big tourist bucks, honestly. I would think so, especially like right now around Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They should be, I mean, they could do, they could lean in and have a festival like the uh, Mothman Festival mm. every year. Best Headless Horseman costume. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to remember, I edited this post last year. The actual bridge or whatever where it happened is kind of like a contentious subject, right? Like they don't know. Like they say, this is the bridge. I saw sources that, or, you know, different photos of different bridges that all claimed to be the headless horseman bridge Hmm. um and i don't think and then there were stories that one might have been destroyed or you know this happened and supposedly happened in 1790 so i guess it might not be around anymore but uh that would be another thing they could i guess if it did exist they would be really leaning into that and holding all the festivals you know on the bridge is there there's more than one bridge that claims to be the bridge? Yeah, the photos I've seen were definitely different. Different oh, bridges yeah. were captioned as the bridge. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of the town now. It's a it's a very cute, like quaint little town. But yeah, there's like multiple things up that say this is the Headless Horseman Bridge. Um, mm. Yeah, like literal like signs in the ground. There's more than one. Oh, huh. there's just wow. the Headless Horseman Bridge. No, I mean, uh, I think it's a really cool story. I didn't know too much about the like legend behind the legend stuff. Yeah, me neither. This. I thought it was really fascinating, especially just how old this idea of like a headless person is searching for their head or revenge or victims or whatever. Yeah. 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 Something is so like prevalent still. This story, how it's like 200 years later, we're still talking about it. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's 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 interesting just how it's been like uh made into all these different films and books and comic books and et cetera, et cetera. Part of American folklore, as we said. Yeah. I'm <clears throat> curious, and maybe I don't I don't know how many international listeners we have, but I'd be curious to know if this is a story that's talked about to the same capacity in like England or like Australia or Canada even. Because mm. it is uh, like kind of quintessentially tied into the American folk scene. Right. right. I actually, I was with a German friend last night and I mentioned I was doing the podcast and he had not heard of the story, but he knew the movie, the Johnny Depp movie. 
So, yeah. and I think even a lot of Americans probably maybe know the movie more than the story. Uh, the story. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I I never read the story, you know, until I think I didn't like middle ago. school, maybe. Hmm. But I know, I'm trying to remember if I've read it or not. I have a master's degree in English. I probably, but <laughs> I cannot recall. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed reading it. I thought it was cool. Little facts about uh, Washington Irving and like New York and everything. And I do hope it comes up at trivia in the future. I think that'd be cool. We'll make it happen. All right. Sounds good. We'll set up our own ATI trivia night. Yeah. Here we go. That could be our holiday party. Yeah. And I then we shame that. Whoever doesn't know stuff because it's all covered on the site. Huh. Exactly. Are we are we hosting the trivia or are we all competing against each other in this trivia? Ooh. I think we should host it so that we always come out on top. Okay. Sounds good. Make all of our coworkers play this game <laughs> that we've rigged in our favor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we certainly do learn a lot every day. Yeah. And if you, listener, want to learn a lot every day as well, <laughs> head on over to all that's interesting.com and we talk about stuff that we write over there. Yeah. Come learn about everything from the Headless Horseman to Roland the Farter. Yeah. <laughs> the Farter, my guy. <laughs> what a man. Yeah. You can also, you can also check out the site, of course. You can also join our newsletter by going to allinteresting.com slash sign up or becoming a member at allisinteresting.com slash membership. And as always, I mean, Austin, you mentioned like international listeners want to talk about their experience with Sleepy Hollow or anyone really. Yeah, you or can, lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Or what you learned. What was the most fascinating? We we always love to hear from people. And you can email us at podcast at allisinteresting.com or our phone number. It's 929-526-3029. And yeah, you can leave a voicemail. We'd love to hear from people. Even just want to say hi and that you like the show. It's always nice to hear. So yeah, and follow us yeah. on social media as well. We have a we have a new uh, Instagram account. Yeah, we do have now. an Instagram account. Nothing's yeah. happening there quite yet. I don't think, but will be yeah. soon. Yeah, yes. check it out. History Uncovered podcast on Instagram and at Real History Uncovered on TikTok. Mm-hmm. If you're more of a TikTok person or a Reels person, we've got you covered now. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're everywhere. All, we're everywhere. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I guess we'll be back next week with um, the Enfield haunting Austin's rant about the yeah. Conjuring films. Get your ear holes ready. Let's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had my ADHD meds in seven months, so I apologize. <laughs> oh, whoa. No. Yeah. So yeah, wild. Fun. It's been real fun. Damn. Well, I guess on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Bye. for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Adios. Adios. Hello all, Eric Rivenus with the Most Notorious Podcast here. Each week I interview an author or historian about a historical true crime, tragedy, or disaster. Subject matter ranges from gunslingers to Gilded Age murder to gangsters to fires to pirates to wild prison breaks. My guests bring their incredible knowledge directly to you. 
please subscribe to Most Notorious on your favorite podcast app. Cheers, and have a safe tomorrow.